Welcome to the Mind Man Podcast, where we don't focus on changing the world. Rather, the focus is on changing the people of the world, because it is the people that create what we call our world. And without changing the minds of the people, there is no hope in changing our world. We are in the midst of a conscious revolution, and it is my intention to raise the collective consciousness And I'm your host, Adrian Moreno. And I thank you in joining me on creating a new world, one mind at a time. What is up, everybody? What is up? I hope you're having yourself a wonderful day. It's another beautiful day here in Austin, Texas, enjoying my life. It's a beautiful Saturday. Just got off of an awesome one-on-one coaching call with one of my um, one-on-one clients. I only take a few of them, and we were talking about, you know, it was like a spiritual topic we were talking about, and it really inspired me to want to go ahead and um, have this discussion. We were basically talking about how to run a business stress-free, and uh, we got to the point where, yeah, It led to me being inspired to go ahead and share with you guys an essay that I wrote titled, You Are Peace. So it's just titled, You Are Peace. And um, I typed up this this essay. It's a long essay, but I wanted to go ahead. I felt really inspired at that point to share it. And, um, you know, I had something else on my schedule for right now, but like the, the, my gut, like, it was like the inspiration was so strong that I was like, you know what? Screw whatever I had on my to-do list right now. I'm going to put it off and I'm going to do this because I just felt so pulled to do it. And when I feel really pulled to do something, that's I, I actually do it, you know? And so I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to read this. And I hope that you find it soothing. And I hope that you enjoy it. <laughs> All right? So, again, it's titled, You Are Peace. I wrote this about a year, actually, it was, wow, yeah, I wrote it in 2018, um, March 11th, no, that's when I was edited, uh, when was the original, okay, so I wrote this January of 2000, I don't know, god dang it, I don't have the freaking exact date, but anyways, I wrote this over a year and a half ago, so let me go ahead and dive in, so it's titled, You Are Peace, and it begins with a, with a P, it, it begins with a, with a verse from the, from the Tao, we join spokes together in a wheel, but it is the center hole that moves the wagon, we shape clay into a pot, but it is the emptiness inside that holds what we want. We hammer wood for a house, but it is the inner space that makes it livable. End quote, Lao Tzu. There is something within you that is content with everything. There is something within you that is undisturbed by the world of form. There is something within you that is rooted in deep peace, and not even the world's greatest army can unroot it. There is something within you that doesn't mind what happens, because it knows what happens is impermanent, and that 
knowing is permanent. Thus, what happens is no matter to what is known. What is known is that all is well, all of the time. This knowing is deep within you. Can you feel it? That within you understands nothing, yet it knows that it does not know, thus knows everything. This knowing is behind all problems, individually and globally. Thus, it only knows peace. Can you feel it? Can you detect the very, pres- the very presence within you? Seeking leads to finding, but I'm not telling you to go seeking for this. Seeking implies looking outward. Therefore, if you seek for this deep peace, you will find yourself agitated. Do not go out and search. Look within and knock at the door of your heart. You can't catch the wind, no matter how fast you run or how hard you try. The wind can never be grasped. So why strive for peace? That is exactly what everybody's doing. They're striving for peace. We feel our pieces, you know, somewhere out there. Somewhere, you know, so we're focused externally. We find ourselves striving for money, success, relationships, and a feeling of security. We find ourselves believing the only reason I'm not at peace is because I'm not where I want to be. How can I be peace? How can I be at peace when I'm not here, when I'm here, but I want to be there? So we place our attention on getting there. We place our attention in the external, believing that in order to change the inner, we must first alter the outer. Now, Jesus saw this problem more than 2000 years ago when he said. Oops. Jesus saw this problem over 2,000 years ago when he said, Why do you wash the outside of the cup? Do you not understand that the one who made the outside also made the inside? In other words, we are literally working backwards. The inner state is the only reason for the outer state. The cause must be changed in order to alter the effect. The inner state is the cause and the effect is what life brings you. The world mirrors back to you what is in accordance with your inner state. Like the wind, peace can never be grasped. You cannot grasp water. No matter how tight your grip is, the water will fall through your fingers. Like the water. If you try to grab peace, it will seep through your efforts. You cannot touch the stars, beauty, by reaching for it. The only way you can truly touch the beauty of the star is by observing it without thought. Thought separates you from the star. Silence unites you with it. The only language of beauty is silence. Now I can imagine you saying, I don't understand. How does thought separate me from the star? Aren't we literally two separate things? Two separate things? Is a concept which, is, which arises from the thought of me and that which is being perceived by me. If you were to perceive the star with no thought at all, the concept of me and that disappears. Because how can thought of separation be present in the absence of thought? If there is no thought, what remains? That which is being perceived. Thus uniting you with the entire universe. In the same way that thought separates you from the star, thought separates you, not thought separates you from peace, but compulsive thought 
How can I find peace without thinking about it? Don't I need thought to guide me in the right direction? Don't I need to think thoughts of peace, you say? No. Again, you're falling right back into the old pattern of living that has not produced any depth of true peace. The way, this way of living has not led to any serenity. Again, using the thinking mind compulsively, unconsciously, will separate you from peace. Peace is only realized in that silent gap. You know, the gap in between every single thought and every single breath. It can only be realized, not found. Peace cannot be realized when your attention is completely drowning in the world of your compulsive thinking. Well, how do I realize it, you ask? Quiet your mind by bringing your attention to your breath. Close your eyes and hold your attention on every breath and every in-breath and every out-breath for 30 seconds. Now open your eyes and congratulations. You have just realized where peace is within you. I recommend that you hold your attention there for a couple of minutes and you will see the way out of stress and anxiety is so clear, so simple, yet so unknown. So we make drugs that place a band-aid on the wound, but no band-aid can last forever. No medicine is needed for the cessation of fear. All that is needed is breath. The key of life, the key of a life-free anxiety, a life-free of anxiety can be summed up in one sentence written by Dr. Admit Ray. If you want to conquer the anxiety of life, live in the moment, live in breath. This moment this breath is always here, no matter what is going on in your world. No matter where you are in the vastness of the infinite, you always be in this moment. Like the blank canvas that the Mona Lisa is painted on. Although the painting completely covers up the blankness of the canvas, we don't see it. It is always there. Better than that. If we look deeply, we'll see that the blank painting, we'll see that the painting is the blank canvas. You have never lost peace. Because how can you lose yourself? Your thoughts will blind you from this truth. But regardless of what that voice in your head has to say about it, it is a truth. You are peace. Feel the aliveness within the physical body. Feel the aliveness within your chest. Feel the life that ensures every breath. Isn't it so peaceful? I mean, modern psychology states that fear and stress are our natural, normal states of being. If anxiety was in your nature, then anxiety will be responsible for ensuring every breath that you take. Tell me, how well do you perform when you're full of anxiety? Leave your breath up to fear and watch how quickly you drop dead. Look at the trees, the flowers, the rocks, the clouds, the stars. Do they look anxious to you? If fear was indeed our natural state, then why does it feel so uneasy every time we're anxious? Why can't you physically feel the stress in your body? It causes physical pain. That is because you know you are fighting it. You're fighting it because it does not belong there. And you know that. In the same way, the body heats up to fight off a harmful bacteria because it knows that it's not supposed to be there. Does a fish fight for breath in the water? No. 
It only does that when you take it out. Do you fight for breath whenever you're at peace? No. You only do when you're at dis-ease. Stress does not belong here. Stress does not belong to this moment. Stress does not belong to life. Stress is not of reality. Stress is an illusion caused strictly by the thinking mind or the compulsive thinking mind. It's not that stress itself is an illusion. But the illusion is believing that life is stressful. Look around. Look around you right at this moment. Can you spot stress? Can you physically see anxiety in front of you? No, you don't. Now look in your head and there's an abundance of it there. No thought, no stress. This is why the wisest book of all time, the Tao Te Ching states, stop thinking and end all of your problems. Well, there is thought, there is stress. At least the way we think, which is compulsive thinking. Where there is silence, there is peace. God's peace. Behind the you that you think you are is being. The you that you truly are. The you that is content with all things. The you that is undisturbed by the world, by the world of form. The you that is rooted in deep peace and can never be unrooted. The you that is permanent. The you that understands nothing yet does not yet knows it does not know. Thus knows everything. Thus knows all is well all of the time. All you know is peace. When you are faced with a problem, you know that there is no problem. In other words, whenever you are faced with a storm, you can't see the calm within, but you don't either. Because you are the calm. In the same way that the wall cannot see itself, it can know itself. You are the concrete wall that holds its position in the midst of the world's mightiest winds. You are the silence in between every cry for help. When the mind is empty, you will find peace. Stress implies compulsive thinking. Compulsive thinking implies heaviness. Heaviness implies sinking. Sinking implies drowning. Why do you think you feel so heavy when you're full of stress, anger, and fear? Because you are the boat. Every thought that you think is a rock or every stressful thought that you think is a rock. And what happens when you put too much rocks on the boat? It sinks and sinks until it meets the very depth of the ocean's floor. This is what people refer to when they claim to have hit rock bottom. This is the, the direct result of drowning in the world of compulsive thinking. When you approach your rock bottom, you clearly begin to understand why you are there. Not because of the quality of the boat, but because of the abundance of rocks that weigh it down. You then begin to remove the rocks, and what happens? You start floating again. Just as you hit the bottom, you eventually reach the top. You can't breathe again. You can breathe again. And you didn't have to strive to float to the top. In fact, you did it without effort. 
That's because no effort is needed to be what you truly are. No effort is needed to be peace. All you need to do is be, not do. At the point, at that point, realize this truth that has always been. I am peace. Empty yourself of thought identifications. Empty yourself of concepts. Empty yourself of good and bad. Empty yourself of fixed plans. Empty yourself of expectations and you will find everlasting, unshakable peace. If you want to become full, let yourself be empty. If you want to be empty, if you want to be reborn, let yourself die. If you want to be given everything, give everything up. Lao Tzu. You can never have peace, for you are peace. The sooner you realize this and accept this to be the truth, is the sooner you can overcome the world in the same way Jesus did. Overcoming this world means to overcome the world of concept, dogmas, likes and dislikes, expectations, fixed plans, and thought identifications. Overcoming the dependency on this world to satisfy you will bring you to a state of bliss that you have never experienced. As I write these words, this inconceivable joy and peace is flowing through every cell in my body. I can feel the sensation with my entire being. I am this moment itself. This peace is a kind that cannot be put into words. But I'm expressing this energy onto this page with the hopes that you can get a taste of this. I need you to know that what I'm about to say is not just some inspiring words to help you feel better. Rather an absolute truth. And that is, wherever you are in life right now, know that all is well. Nothing has gone wrong. You are exactly where you are meant to be. Everything is the way it's supposed to be. If it were not supposed to be this way, everything would be another way. If it was supposed to be that way, then it would be that way. If you were not supposed to be where you are right now, then you would not be here. You would be somewhere else. Yet you are here. Your entire life led you here. Every action, every decision you have ever made led you here. Scientists know now that there is no such thing as an independent phenomenon. Nothing can happen in its own reality. Rather, everything is connected to the totality of the universe. This means that the entire universe conspired together to bring you here. How could this divine moment be a mistake? Accept that. Allow it to be just as it is. Why? Because it is. Understand that you are. Understand the you that you are. And the peace that you are is not and cannot be affected by the world of circumstances. You are not of this world. Rather this world is of you. Would you look at your shadow and get upset or get anxious? No. So why do you look at the world and let it, un let it cause unsuffering? Let it cause unnecessary suffering. This world is nothing more than a reflection of you. Treat it like that. This doesn't, this doesn't mean that you sit in a cave and ignore the world. It means that you no longer depend on it for fulfillment. Do you depend on your shadow 
for fulfillment? Are you upset when you when you're in a dark room and you can't see your shadow? No. So why get upset when the desired outcomes that you're looking for are not present? If you didn't have a desired circumstance, then how can you have possibly been disappointed? This can be accomplished by surrendering to the infinite possibilities in the universal flow. It is okay to have a desired outcome, to have a goal, but do not make it the determining factor between stress and joy. Have goals, but do not allow them to affect your internal state if they are achieved or not. Have direction, but not absolute plans. Do not cling to these things. Let your desires be known and surrender to the fact that absolutely anything can happen as Lao Tzu wrote. Because he has no goal in mind, everything he does succeeds. The universe is a synonym, is a synonym for God. And God has much greater plans than yours. So don't let yours get in the way. The universe has all of your desires ready for you and it's bringing them your way faster than you can imagine. So get out of the way. You see, a holy man is not necessarily a good man. One who is whole is one who has achieved a state of wholeness. And can you become whole by understanding that nothing is ever lacking? Yes, that is exactly how you become whole. But not a thing absent from life. How can you not be at peace? Everything you will ever need is right here in this moment. You are breathing. You are life in its fullness right now. You are the fullness of life that Jesus spoke about. Jesus was, was not abundant in terms of material gain, but he was whole. He was, he was the fullness of life. You are already the fullness of life, but knowing that you are the fullness of life will bring you to a state of complete wholeness, a sensation that nothing can shake. Can you become whole before you make the money, success, security, and relationships? Can you become whole right now? Knowing that you are whole in nature is the doorway to deep peace. Now may the Lord of peace himself be with you all. The Lord that Jesus is talking about here is not a judgmental man in the sky with a long beard sitting on a throne, but the Lord within. The divine within the shell. The Lord is the energy of life itself. The energy of life is what you are underneath the, sur the surface of the skin. You find the Lord. The silent space where all manifestations come from is the Lord. It's the universe. It's God. It's you. Jesus consciously knew this. That is why he was able to be content with the entire crucif crucifixion process. He knew himself as a consciousness within the body, the immoral consciousness that is not exactly within the body, but it, it observes the body. The consciousness that is beyond the physical. He knew himself as God. He was not of this world. The only difference between him and you 
was that he knew it. Can you be at peace when the world crucifies you in its own way? Can you remain internally still when the external is in full motion? Will you be like the palm tree that blows with the direction of the wind or are you going to be the stone at the bottom of the river? Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things will be added to, added to you. The kingdom of God is a far closer than you think. The kingdom of God is a peace that resides within each and every one of you. It is the basis of all physical manifestations. It is the silence that all manifestations have their birth and where they return to. Each breath and each thought arises from this silence and it returns there. So can you. The kingdom is always here, yet you do not see it. And this is why Jesus said, the kingdom of God is like the man who had hidden a treasure in his field. He did not know it was there. The kingdom of God is the peace of your heart. The kingdom of God is you. The kingdom is self-realization. And self-realization is coming to know yourself as the underlying peace within all situations. When you are the kingdom, you are whole. When you are whole, you are you. When you are you, you are life in its fullness. That life within you will feed and clothe itself. It will ensure that it has everything it needs to express itself fully. It will lack nothing. This means that the analytical mind does not have to be the captain of your life anymore. You will not have to think about how to take care of yourself. Just know you are taken care of and you at the core will handle everything. This is how you place everything in God's hands. Hence, all of these things will be added into you. That is what happens when you surrender to who you really are. Surrender to the fact that you are not the body that you were given or the name that you were labeled with. Surrender to the identity that you were before you manifested into form. And what is that identity? Consciousness. The one consciousness that is. Consciousness does not exist. Rather, it is existence itself. Now, do not try to understand this <laughs> because you cannot come to know what consciousness is. But you can come to know yourself as consciousness, as this moment. When you know yourself as the one, liberation is inevitable. Peace beyond, beyond comprehension is inevitable. When the thinking mind becomes overly active, it becomes lost in the illusion of the false self. And the false self is problematic in nature. Consciousness is peace in nature. Full consciousness, that is. Consciousness is life itself. For what would life be without the awareness of it? I will say this over and over again. You are life in its fullness. Life can literally be nothing other than full. There is no such thing as half a life or a quarter life. Just life. There are not billions of separate lives, yet there are billions of forms. 
but there is only one life. And that one life, who does it belong to? It belongs to no one, not even God. Rather, it is God itself. God cannot have itself in the same way you can't bite your own teeth, as Alan Watts said. And God is life. You are life. That one life that changes form, but never changes. Life is not all that has happened to you. Life is existence itself. Life is a canvas. The world is the Mona Lisa. Before your brush, which is your thoughts and your actions, hit the canvas and made all the strokes and motions, your circumstances, there was absolute stillness. There was peace. Although the painting completely, completely covers up the blank canvas, we all know that the canvas is still there. The canvas is not upset with what is painted onto it, whether it be the Mona Lisa or a splattered mess. The canvas doesn't mind. You are the canvas. Your situation is a painting. No matter how beautiful or how ugly you believe it to be, you do not mind. The least bit. You don't even flinch. You just watch and allow it to be. Self-realization is the only knowledge to be longed for. Knowing thyself is a doorway to knowing what we call God. Knowing God is a doorway to knowing peace. Knowing peace is knowing thyself. Anytime you were at peace and were conscious of the fact that you were at peace, that was a moment you were conscious of yourself. Even if it was a brief moment, that was a moment where you met you. Self-realization should be the basis of your entire life. No knowledge is greater than the knowledge of self. Knowing thyself is true power. Knowing thyself enables you to understand at a deep level that there is nothing that can touch you. Jesus said, whoever has self-knowledge, the world cannot contain them. How can the world contain the God self when the God self is the reason for the world? Can the shadow of a man control the man? No, but delusion will cause that to happen. If we not know ourselves, nor the end of our being, we shall fall into many foolish and hurtful snares and mistakes that the value and mistake the value of everything. We shall take appearances and, and sovereignties for truth and regard God's truth as dreams. And worse than all, we shall misuse ourselves, thinking that we are wise when we are foolish and that we are doing well when we are perishing. Self-knowledge will inspire and self-knowledge will inspire Self-knowledge will inspire more, and self-knowledge will inspire more dignity and self-respect. It will inspire all and a sublime hope. There will be no self-adulation in this knowledge. On the contrary, self-knowledge is always associated with sweet, restful, childlike hum humility. Palm 77 verse 6. Without self-knowledge, you will not see reality for what it is. Rather, we will mistake it. We will, we will mistake the form surface for truth. Identifying solely with form will indeed, call, will indeed call, cause disillusion. Wrong perception is fatal. 
You will believe that your intentions are wise when the reality is foolish. Such as creating treatments for diseases while abandoning the cause. Or creating weapons for protection not knowing that you are aiding to the end of the world. You will believe that just because your external life is great and that you are indeed doing well when the reality is inside you are truly empty, thus perishing. We will take the form that this moment takes as truth while denying the miracles that God has to pro- that God has promised each and every one of us, seeing those miracles as dreams that are far too out of reach will kill your faith. And without faith, you will perish. God's promises are not dreams. They are reality. Now realize how the scripture ends. This is perhaps the most important part of it all. Self-knowledge is always associated with sweet, restful, childlike humility. Childlike is always a state of awe and wonder. Childlike is not knowing. Not knowing is not knowing about the world that you think you know, and you begin seeing the world for what it is, which is just a manifestation of a greater world, one that is not touched by the world of form. This world is a manifestation of the love of God. Therefore, you do not know this world the way that you think you know. You will see it for what it is and you will see love. A child is fully at peace when they come into this world. And they remain that way until we condition them out of it. They do not judge. They do not label. They do not try and analyze every little thing that is in their perception. They just watch. They just look. They just see. Why do you think children are filled with so much joy regardless of their circumstances? This is because they are the boat and they're not loading it up with rock after rock to cause them to sink into darkness. They just float and remain at ease. Now this is the natural human state. Peace, awe, wonder, and most importantly, love. This is where you come from. And if you didn't forget that, you would have never departed from your nature. Watch a child that is under the age of five. Pay attention to a child under the age of five. Do not judge or conceptualize any, conceptualize anything that the child does. Just observe. Observe from the state of not knowing and you will clearly see wonder, awe, peace, and love within every little action that they do, that they take. From that state, you will fall into peace and see that the childlike state is indeed our true nature at the most fundamental level. You will see exactly why Jesus said an aged person will not hesitate to ask a seven-day-old infant about the peace of life, and then that person will live. And this is why Lao Tzu wrote over 3,000 years ago, He who is in harmony with the Tao is like a newborn child. A newborn child is a true disciple of life a sacred God that has yet to become conditioned out of its unconditioned nature of divine peace. We teach the child right and wrong, good and bad, what to like and dislike, who to love and who to hate, and before you know it, the boat begins sinking because the weight is too heavy, the weight of the world. The child has lost its true identity within the world of concepts, which leads to a world of problems. The the world of form shadows the world of formless, the world of truth. And when the truth is lost, there 
is no peace to be found. See that you do not despise of the little ones. For I tell you that heaven, that in heaven their angels always see the face of my Father who is in heaven, said Jesus. When we, we must raise our children, I, I don't even like the word must, but I encourage you to raise our children as the God that they are, as the intelligence that they are, as the universe that they are. We must remind them of their divine nature. We must bring them up in the eyes of love and show them. Show them the peace of what they are. They're the ones who can change this world. How can we make way for a new one when we condition our children with the ways of the old one? Train up a child in the way he should go. Even if he is old, he will not depart from it. Which way is that? The way of consciousness. On a daily basis, a child who is not conditioned out of unconditioned out of the unconditioned sees the face of the Lord wherever they go. They are filled with unconditional love. So that all they see is love. The face of God is in everything they perceive. That is because they are in tune with who they are. They see the world through the depths of their being and not through the fog of the egotistical self. They aren't thinking every second. They aren't analyzing every little thing. They're just being. All actions arise from the core of their heart. They are the peace of God. And if you want to be reborn, you have to be willing to die. If you are willing to die to all of your concepts, your likes and your dislikes, your belongings, your personal preferences, your agenda, you have to be willing to let these things go because they are not you. They do not lead to peace. You have to let go of all that you thought you know and discovered comfort in not knowing because as Lao Tzu wrote, not knowing is true knowledge. You want to find peace? Die to your attachment to the world of form. You must become childlike. The mind that knows everything knows not the kingdom of God. As Jesus said, truly, I say to you, whoever does not receive the kingdom of God like a child shall not enter again. See the world with the absence of judgment and presence of wonder. Approach the world as a child who is learning about it for the first time. Discover who you are. You are peace.